This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 73. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Well, hello there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. And in today's episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, we're going to be discussing a controversial topic. Is it okay to feed your pets a plant-based diet? You're going to hear a little bit about nutritional needs of dogs and cats and risks of removing meat from your, from your pet's diet. And we're also going to provide some tips and guidelines for switching your pet's food. Now... We are going to be focusing on cats and dogs today, so if you have other animals, you can always look it up. I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I, we only have cats and most, dogs. Yeah, those are the two most common types of household pets, I think, right? I think, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. But before that, I know we have a new rating, and it's a pretty lengthy one. It is. Now, this is cool. This is from someone in Finland. Oh, that's and, awesome. I know. Isn't that isn't cool? Isn't that awesome just to think about, like... People you know, in other, other countries yeah, are listening we're here to us. In little old South Texas, and and here's somebody in Finland. Awesome. Right? Yeah, we've had people from Great Britain. We've had people from Australia, New Zealand, Bolivia. Love it. Okay, and Finland. Go ahead. Okay, Read so it. this is from, and I don't know if I'm saying this right, so apologies if it's wrong. Kemuli, K E M U L I, and this is from back in August. We're still playing catch up, and. They say, I was first in, I was introduced to this podcast by my daughter. I was a vegetarian off and on for most of my life. Five years ago, I moved to Finland and had a hard time maintaining the vegetarian lifestyle. For example, I have not been able to find kale and molasses, among other things, that were staples in my diet. Functioning in a foreign language just adds another layer of stress to shopping. Lastly, the veg movement is really not popular here, so there's not a lot of support for people like me. So now I'm trying to take control of what I eat again. I have found a lot of what you guys are doing, though, going through are paralleling what I am going through. I feel like I have to start all over from the beginning. I am sourcing new materials, and I like how you guys run through sources of vitamins and minerals. It is great to be reminded and be inspired to try new foods that I just hadn't thought about in a while. Thanks, guys. That is so awesome, and we just greatly appreciate you reaching out to us from Finland. And it's very, I mean, this is a great example of why I feel so Mm -hmm. passionate about this podcast and, and helping people that that might feel like they're alone in their circumstance, feel like they have a community. Right, exactly. And, you know, with that in mind, that's there's a lot of things that we're working on community building wise. And I know we've been talking about that, um, you know, Facebook wise and with the website and, and Google Hangouts. So um, hang on, those are coming. We haven't More abandoned community them. community building coming. <laughs> right. But thank you so much. That means a lot to us. Every one of our engagements, particularly our ratings, because they help other people find us mm-hmm. on iTunes, really helps us out a lot. So thank you. Right, right. All right, so let's go ahead and get into our main topic, which is, as we discussed, pets and a vegetarian diet. Right. So here's the long and short of it. Um, dogs can be fed a vegetarian and even a vegan diet, which I know sounds really strange, uh, but dogs can if you do it carefully. Cats 
cannot or should not. I mean, you you can do it, but you shouldn't. Okay, so what's the reasons for that? Now, we should say, as let's just caveat our discussion here by saying this is our research. This we're is what we found. Vets. And all of our sources will be on our show notes. Yes. Yeah. We're not veterinarians, just like we're not doctors. So talk to your vet. Yep. So <laughs> yes. we, like we always say when we're talking about stuff for you, to talk to your doctor, you should definitely talk to your vet. But this is what, this is what we found. Yes, absolutely. All right. So the reason for the difference between dogs and cats is dogs, while they're classified as carnivores, as far as uh, their genus, they're metabolically or biologically actually omnivores. So... So what does that mean? What this means is that, okay, like humans and some other animals, their bodies can either source or synthesize all of the essential nutrients that they need from plant foods. Now, they may need a little supplementation, you know, if you're feeding them a vegetarian diet. But, for example, if you if there's a feral dog who does not have a source of meat, uh, so he's just eating plant foods and everything. Rummaging through trash right. and whatever he can, right? Right. Um, now, of course, he's going to be malnourished, but... Eating plant foods, the the dog's body, like ours, can synthesize certain ingredient or certain uh, nutrients that they need. Okay. The difference between dogs and cats: cats are what is called obligate carnivores. I feel all fancy and biological it here. Just sounds about like stuff, something right? cats would be, doesn't it? Oh, of course, because it's difficult. Because <laughs> I'm staring at one just laying over my bag right now, and <laughs> in all his glory. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, so cats are obligate carnivores, which means that they must consume animal products because there are certain nutrients uh, such as vitamin D and the amino acid taurine that their bodies cannot synthesize from plant foods. Okay. So they can eat plant foods, but they need, in order to get those nutrients, they either need to eat meat products or they need to have them given to them in supplements, which is really not something you want to do with cats, right? Right. Um, Okay, so let's talk a little bit about some of the risks of feeding a vegetarian diet to your your cats or dogs. Okay, so unlike us, cats and dogs can't make D3 in their skin. So they could... The vitamin. uh, Yeah, vitamin D3 in their skin. So um, they could be vitamin D3 deficient. Right. If they don't get... If they're just getting a vegetarian or vegan diet without any supplements. Right, exactly. Right. Then there's the taurine deficiency. So taurine is an amino acid, and amino acids are found in proteins. Mm-hmm. So there's a risk of taurine uh, deficiency. So some sources of taurine are fish, meat, and sea algae. Mm-hmm. Humans and dogs can synthesize taurine through consumptions of proteins, but cats cannot. Right. All right. So deficiency in taurine can lead to dilated cardiomyopathy, which means an enlarged heart with poor pumping ability, reproductive problems, and growth problems. It can also lead to protein deficiency, which leads to an imbalance in amino acids and fatty acids, and then finally vitamin and mineral deficiencies, so especially vitamins B, calcium, phosphorus, and iron. Mm. All right, so let's move into some guidelines. Okay, well, the first one is important. It's important to not feed growing pets an all-vegetarian diet. Unless, uh, you know, of course, unless you have the proper supplements and everything, but that's something that you would really want to do your research on. Okay, so we're talking about puppies, kittens, or pets that you plan to breed, right? Even though we don't agree with, in fact, we strongly disapprove of breeding. (laughs) Rescue, rescue, rescue. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you do have animals that you're breeding, you don't want to feed them a vegetarian diet either. Mm -hmm. 
If you use commercial vegetarian foods or supplements, only use ones that have been tested and shown to have all of the essential nutrients. So here's where it's really important that you're consulting a veterinarian. Exactly. And there is such a thing as a veterinary nutritionist. I learned that. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have even thought of that, but I guess it makes sense, right? Right. Uh, and then uh, you want to have more frequent health checks with your vet if you're feeding a vegetarian or vegan diet. So including blood work. Because you want to make sure that all of their, they're getting all the nutrients to their yeah. systems. That they're, yeah, they could they be, uh, you, they look healthy to you, but they could still be malnourished. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, if you have a, a deficiency in iron, they'd Just be like anemic. And, exactly, like me. <laughs> so, uh, and then, so at least twice a year instead of the regular once a year checkup. And then there are also, there are supplements that are formulated for pets, but just like human supplements, they're chemically synthesized. So that's just something to think about. Okay, so let's talk about commercial pet foods. Now, we found some really disturbing things about commercial pet foods, right? Yes, So it's I'll awful. let you share that. Ugh. Oh, yes, I was doing some reading, and I've got the links to the, the articles that I found if you want to read them. We're not going to go into a whole lot of detail, like gory detail here. It's but nasty. It's awful. Uh, but a lot of commercial pet foods use what are called 4D meat products. So these are the four D's. The D's are dead, dying, diseased, or disabled animals. And these are ones that are sold by slaughterhouses to the pet food industry. You know, if, if they have animals that arrive to their facility already dead or dying or, you know, are sick, then they'll sell these to pet food companies to actually process and use in pet foods. That is disturbing. It is awful. And then, you know, the other thing that they use is when you see on pet food labels, it'll say animal derivatives or um, animal byproducts. A lot of times what that means is chicken entrails or, you know, ground up pieces of things that people wouldn't eat. Yuck. So why would you want to feed your pet that? Yeah. And, you know, we are actually, we've fed Molly uh, pedigree. You know, and the cats get Purina cat chow. But just letting everybody know that we're, we're not going to be switching them to completely or switching Molly to completely vegetarian diet. But we will be looking for new sources of pet food for all of our especially animals. Now, especially right now, because we're just trying to get her to eat. She's having a lot of problems eating right now. So. Mm -hmm, right. So, you know, uh, and the other thing, one more thing to mention about commercial pet foods is just like with the food that we eat. They contain the same pesticide. If you just buy the regular off-the-shelf, you know, regular brands, they can contain the same pesticides, hormones, antibiotics, GMOs, other chemicals that uh, meat and other products or other food products sold to humans can. So if you're concerned about that with yourself, you might want to start looking into some natural, organic, you know, maybe whole type pet foods for your pets. Yeah. And if you are transitioning your pet to a new diet, whether it be a new food or maybe you're trying to lean a little bit more toward plant based, then make sure you ease into it just like you would yourself. Remember, we've, we said that our biggest mistake was just going from day one saying we're not eating meat anymore and we did it all the wrong ways. So you want to make sure you're easing your pet into it because that could lead to some unfortunate circumstances for you and your carpet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you yes. just kind of change it up on them. So, 
so yeah, so one way to do that is to kind of mix the new foods in with their old foods. So start out with say a 90-10 ratio. So, you know, 90 old, 10% new uh, for a few days and then switch to 80-20 and then 70-30 to just kind of get them used to it. We did that with you with vegetables, didn't we? <laughs> Yeah, we did. We're still doing it. I'd say we're down to about 60-40 yeah. yeah, now. something like that. <laughs> um, and if you encounter resistance from your pet, make sure that you you can try adding in some appetizing mix-ins for them. So let's talk about some safe things. Okay, so like there's um, catnip for cats, obviously. Mm-hmm. Some baby food without onion or other seasoning ingredients. But be careful of that because onions are toxic uh, to animals. Right. Uh, let's see what else. Olive oil nutritional yeast, and a little bit of soy milk. So mm-hmm. you don't want to overdo that, those things either because that can lead to some... As we said, upset. Uh, uh, yeah, some <laughs> upset stomachs. Right. But uh, you try adding, making it a little bit more appealing to them. And you can also try warming it slightly. You don't want to make it hot, but just maybe warming it a little bit. Right. Molly doesn't like food straight out of the refrigerator. She we found not. that out. Yes. Um, and it's also important not to get frustrated or make a fuss if they don't eat it at first or if they want, like eat around the new food. I mean, that's natural. They're animals, and it might take them a little bit to get used to it. And one of the things that I read is that if you, you know, if they do eat around it, at least they're getting used to, like you just said, having that in that proximity. So it's kind of like... That's also how we got you used to yeah. vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> just put uh-huh. it on your plate. <laughs> <laughs> just, just put it a little closer you, to the macaroni and cheese it. each time. <laughs> uh, but uh, apparently it just kind of conditions them to don't say anything. It just kind of conditions them to, to ha- get used to having it around. Yeah. And then they'll, you know, eventually hopefully start eating it. And after a while, if they don't like a certain thing, then you might want to try something else instead. Um, there are plenty of things that you can, you know, feed them. Okay, so every now and then we'll post out on Facebook a picture of, or a reminder or a list of things that you want to remember never to feed your pets because they are toxic. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some of those. So the first one we know is chocolate. And this right? is that now. Yeah. And some of these are for dogs and cats. And yeah. then there we've got a list down below that are just cats have some special things. That- okay. Let's just run through these. So there's chocolate, onions and garlic, mm-hmm. avocado, alcohol, Caffeine, any sort of caffeine at all, that can really give them like heart problems and and uh, tremors. Right. So coffee, tea, sodas, yeah. energy drinks, cold medicine. I've heard of people giving people their pets. People be drinking some of that stuff. People right? cold <laughs> medicine, yeah, yeah. and painkillers. Do yeah. Uh, grapes or raisins, milk, dairy products, macadamia nuts, xylitol, which is a you can find that in like candy, gum, toothpaste, diet foods, uh, fat and bones from meat. Persimmons, peaches, plums. And raw- the pits. The pits are the problem in those. Okay. Yeah. Raw eggs, meat, or fish. Salt. Yeast dough. And baking ingredients. Right. So like baking powder, baking soda, nutmeg, things like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then uh, some okay things for dogs are lean meat that, of course, is cooked with uh, no visible fat or skin. Well, well, take off the skin, take off the visible fat, you know, that's that's there. Um, also fruit with seeds and stems removed, things like apples, oranges, bananas, and watermelons. Vegetables, of course, again, with the stems removed, uh, it can either be raw or cooked. 
So, so things like carrots, green beans, cucumber, zucchini are good. And then cooked or baked potato. And you should never give raw potatoes to dogs. And then also things like cooked white rice or cooked pasta. I can't remember that raw, raw potato versus cooked. Do you remember that something about some... Isn't there some nutrient? I don't remember. There's something, yeah. Something there's something about that actually cooking, it makes it okay, for, like better for them. Right, exactly. Uh, I, I don't remember exactly what yeah. it is, but you're right. Okay. All right, so what about things you should never feed your cat? Okay, so tuna. Mm-hmm. People think it's cute to give them tuna and milk. That's another one. Like you think of a bowl of milk and they're really bad for your cat. So cats are lactose intolerant. People, people don't know that, but they actually are. Mm-hmm. And dairy can cause diarrhea. And you don't cats. want that because yeah, exactly. that's gross. And of course, tuna, which is the same, there's the same uh, risk for humans is the mercury. It's mercury poisoning. Mm-hmm. Onions and garlics, uh, <laughs> onions, garlic, and chives. They destroy the red blood cells. Alcohol, same, a lot of the same stuff mm-hmm. we're talking about here, caffeine, grapes, pretty much a lot of the same things we mentioned, except dog food. Don't feed cats and dogs, uh, don't feed cats dog food as a steady diet. It mm-hmm. doesn't contain all the nutrients that they need. So sometimes Jake will go sniffing around some of Molly's food and he eats a little bit, but that's not his source of food. So you don't want to try to save a buck there and share food or anything like that. Yeah, no, yeah, he, he'll eat one or two kibbles, right? Yeah. And- oh, here's something. So yeast dough. This is really nasty because it will actually rise and expand in the stomach, causing pain and distension in their stomachs. Mm-hmm. And that. then the, it'll firm it can it'll ferment too because yeah. that's what yeast does and can actually cause alcohol poisoning oh, if they wow. eat enough of it. Yeah. And the same thing goes for dogs. Yeah. So you want to be careful. I mean, you know, people might not even do that intentionally. They just leave something on the counter, mm-hmm. and the cats can cats especially will find a way to to get it. Yeah, so we're always very careful about leaving things on the counter. I was thinking about uh, that one cat you had, you said a long time ago, that ran off with a sausage. Oh, <laughs> she ran under the bed with an entire frozen, uh, like a um, smoked sausage. This was years sausage. ago. Like, yes. This was years ago. It was years and years yeah. ago. So an entire smoked sausage. And by the time I I had put it on the counter to thaw, and I left the, the apartment for a little bit, by the time I came back, she was under the bed, and there was nothing left but plastic wrap. Which also was very dangerous, right? Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, and she was a kitten. I never thought she would get up there and eat it. And then we had a dog when we were, when I was growing up, who my, we gave my dad one of those giant Hershey kisses for Christmas. And we went out to Ugh. lunch and came back and Amber had eaten the entire thing. It's That's a miracle so she did not yeah. die. I had a friend that that happened to as well, especially with the holidays coming up. Mm-hmm. Be careful. They will get into things under the tree they can smell it and they will go after it i had a friend and her dog almost died yes it's very dangerous it's very dangerous because it was a really small dog that they had that almost died so Mm -hmm. just be careful with that and if you do decide to feed your dog a plant-based diet remember dogs cats can Mm -hmm. uh, should not be on plant-based diets but dogs there is a facebook group out there called vegan dog nutrition uh facebook group so check them out yeah it's pretty cool i'll have the link in the show notes All right, so let's get into the recipe of the week. All right, so what we'll do for this week's recipes is kind of do a little curating. So it's not one of our recipes, but rather I I have put together a list of homemade uh, dog treats recipes. And so we'll have those curated in the show notes. Mm -hmm. It's like she can tell that they're like homemade, right? I mean, they're just, she loves those. Well, it's like we can tell the difference between a hostess cupcake and, you know, one that somebody made, right? Yeah, like a homemade 
vegan or or yeah vegan mm-hmm. cupcake and you can make vegan and vegetarian dog treats in fact all of the ones the links that i have are vegetarian they're not all vegan but they're all vegetarian Didn't we see some over at green vegetarian cuisine i think they had like a little baggie of them i think i got Molly's yeah some. i think so yeah. and then we we get them at the um whole foods whole foods yeah. and also at the um farmer's market right Right. There's a vendor who sells dog treats. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so what about our quote? Okay, so we have two quotes this week. One for the kitties and one for the doggies. Okay. So let's let's get into the dog one. So do- this one comes from Roger Karras. I guess that's why you say his last okay. name. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who he is. I don't either. This is what he said. He said, dogs are not our whole life, but they make our lives whole. That's awesome. Yes. They do. Okay. And I would... She's a big part of my life, <laughs> my whole life, but she's a big part of it. Okay. And then the cat quote, I'll let you sh- you share that. Okay. So this says by Terry Pratchett, and I don't know who Terry Pratchett is either, but I like that name. Uh, now, Terry Pratchett says, in ancient times, cats were worshipped as gods. They have not forgotten this. That is true. So, and I can see the one that was sitting on my bag earlier. <laughs> reminded me of that quite often. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Oh. Jake Ryan. But they're so funny, aren't they? They are hilarious. I love my kittens. Yes. Okay, so I think that does it for this episode. All right. We are headed on to episode 74. Before you know it, we'll be at 100. Can you believe that? I can't believe it. Just a reminder, guys, if you can help us out, we would really appreciate you going out to iTunes and leaving us a rating because as we've mentioned at the at the top of this podcast and previously that it helps other people find us. And as you hear some of the ratings that we're, we're, uh, we read, first of all, we read all of our ratings on, on this podcast. But one of the things is that we have seen consistently is that people, there are some people out there that really feel isolated mm-hmm. and need this community. So it's, it really helps us to, to get our, our, um, community growing and and helps people find us when you give us even a rating even if you don't leave like a actual rating you can still put a five i think you can still put like a five star yeah you can still leave a star rating yeah. or without whatever star writing you feel appropriate i'm just saying yeah right. whatever star you feel appropriate so but anyways if you leave us a rating that really helps us out a lot and helps other people find us mm-hmm. so maybe by our 100th episode we'll have a hundred reviews or oh ratings. that would be awesome what are we at right now 67 68 sweet 68 sweet Okay, well, on to episode 74. All right, we'll see you then. Peace out. Bye. Hey, Veg Centers. Thanks so much for joining us today. Please be sure to visit our website at www.vegetarianzen.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Vegetarian Zen or on Twitter at Vegetarian Zen. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind. <laughs>